0: Hey, Story Pirates listeners, Lee here. Today's episode features the absolutely wonderful actor and comedian Jessica Lowe, as well as a healthy portion of spiders, talking furniture, scheming hotel front desk attendants, fancy sibling rivalries, and so much more. Coming at you right after these quick words for the grown-ups. Ah, wow. This
1: egg cream is delicious. I wish the chocolate syrup inside wasn't so expensive. If you'd like to save some shekels and have some fun at the same time, make sure you tune in to King of the Egg Cream,
2: available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: And now, back to the show.
4: Ah, it's good to get off the ship for a bit and get some fresh air. Well, mildly fresh. What is that, sludge?
5: Whatever it is, baby with a mustache, I'm just glad to get away from the ship's loud drill. I was worried I'd never stop hearing the sound of metal scraping against rocks. Ah, I was wrong, I still hear it.
4: Oh, sorry, Eric, (laughs) that's me. I was just scraping a drawing into this rock. It helps me de-stress. What are you drawing, Rachel? It's a bit of an abstract self-portrait. Here, take a look.
5: Wow. That drawing is...
4: Really terrifying.
5: Yes, that's the word I was looking for.
4: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) This one's called Alone in Cold Rock Forever. It sounds like we really needed this walk. We've been cooped up in the ship so much it's been easy to feel trapped.
5: Yeah, but you know what? We don't have to feel trapped right now because we're outside.
4: Ah, we're trapped. What is this? Some sort of huge spider web? I don't think so. If this were a huge spider web, there would be some sort of huge spider. But all I see is that huge tarantula. Phew. Wait, did you say huge tarantula?
6: <laughs> Hi, that's me. Welcome to my web. Ah! Ah!
3: We were just bored and said hey why don't we write a story i have a huge imagination if you only use your eyes then you'll see less stuff then i imagine the story in my head we inspire each other and the world will never be the same
2: the solely pirates
4: Welcome back to the Story Pirates Podcast, where we take stories written by kids and turn them into sketch comedy and songs.
5: Unfortunately, we have to say goodbye because we're about to get eaten by a tarantula.
4: I never said I was going to eat you. But before we get eaten, let's do a story. Really, I'm not even hungry. I just ate. And here's the author to introduce it.
3: Hi, my name is Joey. I'm 10 years old and I live in New York. And here's my story fainting.
0: So I said anyone can drive a plain old taxicab, but PT
2: Cruisers are for cool guys.
0: <laughs> in
7: 0.3 miles, you will arrive at hotel destination.
0: Nice. That's the type of place that'll make you hotel sick when you go home.
2: Yes. It's been featured in all the in-flight magazines I read on my travels. All aboard, Trek Take, Flygo, and of course, Sky Shop. Sounds like you're a seasoned traveler. You got me. You know, not to toot my own horn. Oh, allow me. (laughs) BT Cruises. Nice. Ah, here we are, hotel destination. Phew, and not a moment too soon. I may be an experienced traveler, but I made a huge mistake in not using the restroom before I left the airport. Thank you, driver. I got a dash. Major calls. Take care. Oh, wow. This is a lovely lobby, but no time to lose. There's the front desk.
4: Good afternoon, and welcome to Hotel Destination, the hotel that. Uh,
2: the reservation should be under T Boy. Oh,
4: eager to check in, I see.
2: I'm in a bit of a hurry.
4: And it looks like you're here for the travel
2: convention. Yes. <laughs> Could you move a little faster, please?
4: <laughs> we have you staying with us for three nights in room one 10... zero.
2: I need my key, okay?
4: Oh, I see. You know what? I think I have the perfect room for someone like you. Room 1506, here you are,
2: your key. Finally! You won't be seeing me anytime soon.
4: Very good, sir. Please enjoy your stay in 1506.
2: It's our
7: finest room.
2: (laughs) Oh my goodness, I feel much better. and This room is fantastic. (laughs) And there we are. Now to watch my favorite thing at any hotel I'm at. The Hotel Channel!
6: Welcome to Hotel Destination. To view the full menu, press
3: A. (laughs) Yeah! Excuse me, but would you mind seeing if the game is on?
2: Yeah, sure. Which game? Duh!
3: Wait, who said that? Look down, over here next to where you just washed your hands. Can't be. Behold a talking sink. And do you know what sink is one letter away from? Uh, mink. Okay, well technically that's right, but no, it's
8: sing singing sink singing sink to never
2: ever think. Ah!
3: Oh dear, he fainted.
2: Again? I told you, Sink, you gotta ease people into the concept of talking appliances. Okay, I won't hear any criticism from you mini fridge.
8: Would you two keep it down?
2: Why, Closet, he's out cold.
8: Oh, that gives me an idea. Hey, I see. Yeah? We gotta wake this guy up, set your thermostat to 40, and take him from being out cold to up cold. You got it.
2: Oh, it's freezing in here. Oh, oh, good, you're awake. Oh no, I'm still in bad dreamland. The sink talks, and the fridge, huh? And the closet, huh? And the AC, Ah, Okay, uh, I'm gonna lay down on the bed over here. Ciao. Ah, the
1: bed speaks. Si, è difficile da credere, ma sono
5: un letto parlante. What did the bed say? Oh, none of us speak Italian.
3: Now, as I was saying before you fainted... A singing sink, a singing sink, bet you'd never ever think that in your life there'd be a
8: singing sink like me. And what's more, the closet door could add a note upon this score.
5: un It's hard
1: to
2: rhyme with air conditioner. Hey, <laughs> hey. Oh, no. He fell headfirst into the toilet! That can't be good. AC, turn up your temp and get that water to evaporate before something terrible happens. There we go! That water's gone! Uh, Oh, Ah, it's so hot in here.
3: Here, have a glass of water.
2: I gotta get out of here. Quick question, if I talk into the phone, will it talk back? (laughs) (laughs) That's ridiculous. Why would you think that? Because everything seems to... You know what, never mind.
4: Front desk?
2: Yeah, hi. I have a bit of a problem. Everything is talking. I gotta get out of here.
4: (laughs) I mean, that's terrible. Shall we arrange to bring you to the airport?
2: Yes, please and
4: I'm out of here!
5: Oh! Oh, are you okay, Dor?
3: Well, he
8: didn't have to slam me. You know, I always feel bad when we scare him off like that. Ah, well,
3: at least he left the hotel channel on.
8: Welcome to Hotel Destination. To view the full menu, press A.
5: Ah!
4: <sighs> the end! That story was so good that I almost forgot that we were about to be eaten by a tarantula. Whoa. That was fun, but now it's time to be eaten. Goodbye, Rachel. Goodbye, Eric. Goodbye. Um, sorry, I never got your name. (laughs) The name's Tara.
6: I don't eat the people who get caught up in my web, Okay, I read their fortunes. You see, I am the one, the only, tarot tarantula.
4: Oh, you're a tarantula who does tarot card readings. I get it. Exactly. Would you like
6: me to pull some cards for you?
5: Could you pull us out of your web?
6: Definitely. I can definitely do that. But maybe after I read your fortunes? Otherwise, I wouldn't really be the tarot tarantula, would I? I'd just be, what, tarantula. <laughs> Regular old tarantula. Pretty boring, right? Uh, fine. Read our fortunes. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I mean, yes, I sense this path unfolding. Now let me just quickly shuffle my Tarantulan Oracle Tarot cards. That's
5: a lot
6: of cards. Ah, yes. It is quite large. The Tarantulan deck has over 5,000 cards. So I just need to get them good and shoveled. Also, quick disclaimer. It might sound like I'm doing a weird voice, but I'm not doing a voice. That's just the power of the tarantulin oracle coursing through me. Don't be scared or anything. Oh, we're already scared. Perfect. And now, I pull three cards, one for each caught in the web. The baby with the mustache. The man with the dreadlocks.
4: The woman with the glasses. Okay, I have other distinguishing features, like my face. Okay, we got the Ace of
6: Legs, the Six of Spun Silks, and oh my, the Eighth Horizontal Eye. What do they mean? The cards have spun a tail. I sense in you a gloomy aimlessness. The Ace of Legs indicates that your journey ahead is unclear and uncertain. There are many paths, yet you know not which path you walk. Whoa. Take heed, for the Six of Silks is a sign that you are on the verge of a sharp transition. You may have felt you've entered a period of great and heavy darkness. It is possible to overcome this darkness.
5: Well, that's a relief.
6: But it is just as likely that you may be conquered by it.
5: Aw, man.
6: As for the Eighth Horizontal Eye, When this card appears, it indicates that a change is needed. You are being asked to make a decision. If you deny this request from the universe, you may find that your options grow limited. In short, open your eyes, or your eyes will be opened for you.
0: (laughs)
3: Go!
6: A final message. When the steam clouds curdle and the mud pies burble, an ending approaches. And that's it. Pretty fun, right? (laughs) Um... Okay, time to unweb ya.
5: All right. Well, thank you for that. But I think we're probably going to take one of those paths you mentioned and get out of here.
4: We wish
6: you the very best with this unique business model. I am accepting donations. I'm on the World Wide Web.
4: Okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Let's walk. Can you walk? Okay, Okay. (laughs) bye-bye. Come back
6: soon. Let me know if you...
5: What in the world was that?
4: I don't know, but we were wrong about being outside. It's scary. I thought that reading was pretty interesting. You two didn't think so? I don't see how it relates to us. I mean, aimless and gloomy? Many paths? A period of darkness? I mean, what's that? We've been trapped under the Earth where there's no sun unaware of how long it'll take us to get back to the surface if we ever even make it back. Oh. Uh...
5: okay, that tracks. Baby with a mustache, you think she can really tell the future?
4: Maybe. I mean, there was a huge thunderstorm while she was pulling cards. Underground! And it stopped as soon as she was done!
5: She could have just been using special effects or something. Like how Megan set up that fog machine and her snowblower in the bathroom to, as she says, add life-giving drama in depth.
4: Yeah, this is all probably just a big stunt full of theatrics and... Huh? I think I just stepped on a pair of glasses. Oh! Oh! Eek! I stepped on three more pairs of glasses! Wait a minute! Two, four, six, eight! The eighth horizontal eye! Open your eyes or your eyes will be open for you! The reading! It's all coming true!
5: You're right! What was that other thing she said? Uh, about the end being near?
4: I don't know, but how do we stop it? Calm down, you two! We're gonna be fine. All these loose pairs of glasses might be a little weird, but what about all that other stuff she said? When the steam clouds curdle and the mud pies burble? I mean, what does that even mean? Oh,
2: nuts. The steam clouds, they're curdling. (gasps) And the mud pies, they're burbling. This is the end. Who said
4: that? I don't know, but I think she was right all along. We have to go back and get her to stop this before it's too late.
5: There's no time to waste. Let's go.
4: Terra! Terra!
5: Terra! Terra!
3: We'll be
0: right back. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by DoorDash, where you can get zero-dollar delivery fees on eligible orders with Dash Pass, and new members get a 30-day free trial. Hey, Peter. Hey, Lee. What you doing? Just waiting for a delivery. Oh, that's cool. What are you getting? It's here. Thank you. Delicious sushi. Aren't you going to eat it now? Oh, no. I'm waiting for a delivery. I thought that was your delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. What's that delivery? Groceries. Oh, want help putting them away? Thanks, but not yet. I'm waiting for a delivery. Another delivery. It's here. Thank you. Peter, why are you getting... It's here. Thank you. Open the door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. And get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. Hey, grown-ups! Today's episode is sponsored by Carnegie Hall Kids. Carnegie Hall Kids is a free website for children ages 5 through 12 to learn about music through fun games and quizzes, igniting imagination in children, offering activities that encourage musical curiosity, and developing knowledge of musical concepts. To find all of the fun, child-friendly games and quizzes, just go to, uh, just go to... uh, Jeez, I can't remember. Hey, Peter! Hey, Lee! Peter, do you know how to get to Carnegie Hall, kids? I sure do. Practice, practice, practice. No, no, no. That's the old joke about Carnegie Hall. I'm wondering if you know how to get to Carnegie Hall kids. Kids can practice too, Lee. Jeez. I know kids can practice. I'm just wondering how to find Carnegie Hall kids. It's on 7th Ave between 56th and 57th Street. No, Peter, not the physical Carnegie Hall. I'm talking about the website Carnegie hall kids where kids can check out fun musical games and quizzes i'm not sure i follow well there's one quiz called animal or instrument Ooh, good question i think you either sound like a crow or a trumpet no not me animal or instrument is a quiz that asks kids to listen to sounds and then guess how they're made sounds okay i'd rather learn about different musical traditions from different cultures though you can do that at carnegie hall kids too I just need to know how to get there. You're going to want to take the NQ or R train to 57th Street. You can't miss it.
1: It's a website! I can make an elephant sound!
0: (sighs) Very good, Peter. (laughs) Thank you. Start your child's musical journey today at kids.carnegiehall.org. Hey, you figured it out! That's kids.carnegiehall.org. (laughs)
6: Ha <laughs> Hey! My BFF's from earlier! Back so soon? How do we stop it? Uh, are we doomed? You have to undo the reading! Whoa, 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 one at
4: a time. I have a bunch of eyes but two ears. <laughs> your reading is coming true! We can see that our lives are in terrible danger! The end is near!
6: Well, how do we save ourselves? Huh? I never said your lives were in danger. Why are you acting like I gave you some sort of terrifying, scary prediction?
4: Uh, we were trapped in your web, and you were yelling in a terrifying voice. There was a church organ playing.
5: And thunder somehow. Ooh.
6: (laughs) Okay, that's a good note. I do see how I might have gone over the top with what I call life-giving drama and depth. okay? But I think you also might be taking the cards a little bit too literally. (laughs) You know?
5: Huh? But you said we were aimless, likely to be overcome by darkness, and that if we didn't open our eyes, they'd be open for us. And here we are, deep in the darkness of the Earth, with nowhere to go.
6: I said you were just as likely to be conquered by darkness as you are to overcome it. Even though you're going through a hard time right now, you have a choice about what to do with that feeling. You're surrounded by your friends, experiencing the same thing. Don't shut your eyes to what they're going through either. Maybe it's the same, maybe it's different, but you have to talk to each other about it
4: to really know. Oh. oh! Wait a minute. What about the clouds curdling and the mud pies burbling? I thought you said an ending was approaching if that happened. Oh! <laughs> ah, that's not part of the reading. That's Ralphie, the
6: mud pie salesman. If you get to his door, that just means you've hit a dead end and you'll need to turn
5: around.
2: For the love of mud, somebody please buy one of these pies.
5: Oh. So you can't tell the future?
2: (laughs) Oh, man,
6: I wish. I wish that every night, but to no avail. These cards are more about having a tool to lean back on when you're feeling lost or aimless. You can pick a card from the deck, any card at all, and your brain will probably find something in it that resonates with you.
4: You know, you make a lot more sense when we're not all webbed up and scared for our lives. (laughs) Have you ever considered not trapping people before pulling their cards?
6: You know, I've thought about that, but then what would I do with all the webs?
4: <laughs> well, she's got us there. Good point. Okay, well, we've got to head back, but thanks for the reading. And hey, thanks for not eating us.
6: Like I said, I was never going to eat you. <laughs> I'm sweet! I'm a vegetarian! Uh, I love oat milk. But before we go, want to join us for a story written by a kid? Does the three of silks mean buried treasure? I- does I don't it? Know. Oh, it does. That's what it means, buried treasure.
3: Great! Here to introduce it is the author. Hi, my name is Emmy. I'm 13 and I live in California. This is my story, Madame Louis Garbat-Tolle.
7: From National Pirate Radio and the makers of The Monkey and the Ice Skates, this is Fresh Bread. I'm your host, Very Gross. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
2: That's gross, very.
7: Excuse me. Today, we're continuing our Sour Baguette documentary series. My guest is the supreme fashion designer, Madame Louis Garbatol. Welcome to the show, Louis.
8: It's great to be here, very. You've come on the show
7: today to tell us about your life, how you never had any problems and always got along perfectly with your brother.
8: Oh, heavens no. Whoa, whoa, I mean,
7: that is a surprise.
8: I was born in the working class to poor but loving parents.
7: Your father, Timothy Bakery, and your mother, Johan and Chicken Lovin'?
8: My father, Timothy Bakery, owned a bakery, but Johan left Timothy when I was born, because Timothy made her a sour baguette as a congrats-you-did-it gift. Needless to say, Timothy was very upset. I'm ruined!
1: How am I supposed to run a bakery with a newborn daughter? <laughs> it's not like some wonderful person is just going to walk into this hospital room and I'll fall in love with her immediately. (laughs) Uh, Hello,
7: I'm Dina Garbatol. I'm
1: Timothy Bakery and I
7: love you. I love you. (laughs) Is that your angelic, beautiful baby?
1: Yes, her name is Louis.
7: Mama, I shall dote on her.
1: Dina Garbatol, I know we just met, but will you marry me?
7: Yes, yes. A thousand times, yes. So, Louis, you and your father moved into a brand new home with your new mother, Dina Garbutol. Suffice it to say that you were immediately showered with riches and everything went perfectly from there on out.
8: Absolutely not, very. I would have been content were it not for my stepbrother, Hickory.
7: Let me guess, even though you were total opposites, your differences were perfectly complementary and you became best of friends?
8: Oh, not exactly. (coughs) Baby Louis, it's time to
7: meet your new brother. Hello, Hickory.
1: Mother, what is that thing you have brought home?
7: This is Timothy Bakery, my new husband.
1: Hello? No, I don't care who that guy is. The other thing.
7: Right, the baby. This is wee little Louie, your new sister. (laughs) I see. Gosh, I think that went well. Now, Hickory, Timothy and I are going to walk out of earshot and assume that you and your new baby sister are getting along splendidly. Goodbye!
8: Oh, and over here is the corner...
1: Hello, baby.
8: Boy, am I glad to have another kid to talk to. These grown-ups can't understand a word I'm saying. Listen here,
1: baby. I loathe you for stealing my dear mother away from me. But I didn't. I'm going to do everything I can to make your baby life miserable, starting with spitting milk in your face. Spit. Ouch. (laughs) Ha ha, you've been hickoryed.
7: So from that point on, I can only assume that Hickory was incredibly nice to you and your life became much, much easier?
8: Are you even listening? No, he made my baby life miserable for the next five years.
7: Wow, I was way off the mark. So how did you make the leap from a working-class baby to a millionaire mayoress?
8: It was spring break, I was five, and my life was about to change forever. Again.
1: Enjoying your sleep, sister?
8: Oh, 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 oh.
1: Try oh. sleeping through this.
8: Oh! Ah! Ah! You woke me up, Hickory. Wah. Ha!
1: Now you're miserable. You've
7: been Hickoryed. Hickory, come back here and apologize to your sister.
8: Mother, why does he have to make me so miserable? And why does he keep trying to make Hickory a thing?
7: I know, I know, it's very forced. Like when someone tells you what their nickname should be. Here. Yeah. Come help me get supper ready. What are we having? Oh, <sighs> old shoes. It's all we can afford.
8: Woo woo! Timothy,
7: why are you yelling like a
1: bee-stung kangaroo? Big news, I won the big-o ginormous that's-a-lot-of-money-come-win-your-lottery. And the grand prize is $200 million billion.
7: <gasps> but $200 million billion is way too much. Our bank can't hold that much money.
1: Don't you see, Dina? Now that we're rich, there are no consequences.
7: Money doesn't mean there aren't rules, and... What's that you
1: say? Move to Los Angeles?
7: No, I didn't say that at all. Let's go! And after you moved to Los Angeles, you officially changed your name from Louis Bakery to Louis Garbital.
8: My father insisted that the last name Garbettol sounded more like a rich person's name than bakery. Bakery makes it seem like we own a bakery.
7: But you do own a bakery.
8: Still, my father couldn't imagine trying to do rich person stuff with the last name Bakery.
7: You'd be left out of the yacht dealership.
8: Exactly.
7: I'm going to ask a loaded question, and this time, I'm confident that I'm on point. So, having 200 million billion dollars finally made all your problems go away?
8: Oh no! Well, swing and a miss. And all the money in the world couldn't stop Hickory from being Hickory. For a while, he tried to buy himself happiness. Timothy bought us the largest property in 49 states, not bigger than the White House, of course. He also hired 27 maids, 6 butlers, 7 professional chefs, 5 architects, and of course, all of the highest tech and coolest things for the home. But none of it made Hickory any nicer. How terrible. Hickory has never been the brother I hoped for. I have so much to be grateful for, and yet... All I ever wanted was to have my brother Hickory be nice to me.
1: What did you say?
8: <gasps> Hickory!
7: If you're just joining us, my guest is Madame Louise Garbatol. Her brother, Hickory, has just burst into the interview studio uninvited.
1: Very sorry, Very. I know it's rude to interrupt, but I have something to say to my sister. What is it? I know I wasn't always the best brother, but I broke into Very's studio today to tell you... I'm sorry. I was mean to you because I was afraid you were going to steal my mother away from me. It took me all those years to realize that you didn't break my family apart. You made it whole.
8: Oh, Hickory, I'm so happy. Come in for a hug, brother. You've got it, sister.
7: (laughs) My guest is now giving her brother the biggest hug I've ever personally witnessed.
1: (laughs) I love you. You just got hicketed.
7: (laughs) Thank you, dear listener. Join us next time when Sour Baguette documentaries will be coming out with our new podcast, Mayonnaise on Escalator. This has been Very Gross.
2: Uh, Gross,
3: fairy.
0: The end.
4: And now, Lee speaks with the author.
0: Hey, Emmy, it's Lee from Story Pirates. Hi, Lee. How's it going? It's going great. So, Emmy, you wrote Madame Louis Garbatol. Yeah. How did you come up with the idea for it?
3: One day, I was running my laps for gym class, and then I looked out on the fence, and there was a lady in kind of fancy clothes, like a black jumpsuit and a fedora kind of hat. It was really strange now that I dwell on it, but I decided kind of to make up her backstory.
0: Can you explain for listeners what a backstory is?
3: Kind of like how that person came to be how they are. Like a superhero was working as a janitor and then touched some toxic stuff and now they have power, something like that.
0: You have a lot of really unique language in your story. Like you say, <laughs> stuff their face in a camel or big old ginormous, that's a lot of money, come win y'all lottery or whooping like a bee stung <laughs> kangaroo.
3: I've been told I've had an overactive imagination. This is kind of the story in which I use all that.
0: Do you have a trick for coming up with funny expressions like that?
3: Well, think of, like, she was angry. Think of something that usually gets angry, like a hornet, and then add something that usually makes you angry or other people angry, like a hornet that failed the test.
0: So, Emmy, you're obviously an incredible writer, and I was wondering if you had a goal or an ambition to write or create something even bigger someday? Like, like have you ever thought of writing a book or a film?
3: Well, I kind of want to write a story that could be relatable for most people that movies aren't about. Like, I've never seen a movie about a person like me who has glasses and ADHD and kind of doesn't like talking to new people a lot. They're always like, oh my gosh, this person's quiet, but they have superpowers and this. Absolutely nothing wrong with them.
0: So when you say that you want to make a story that's relatable, can you tell people what relatable means who might not know?
3: Well, I've heard it phrased like there are two different stories, a window and a mirror. A window is kind of like looking into somebody else's life that's different than you. But a mirror is like, say, if you had ADHD or something like that and someone wrote a story about someone with that, that would be relatable.
0: Do you mind if I ask what it is like to have ADHD?
3: Well, it's always different for other people, but ADHD is attention deficit hyperactive disorder. It means that it's hard to focus and that energy is inevitable.
0: Do you have any tricks for how you focus when you're being asked to focus and maybe it's difficult?
3: Focusing is kind of like reading. If you're asked to focus, it's kind of harder than it would be if you try to focus on your own. Like if you focus on your own on something you like, it's really easy to focus on it. But if the teacher comes by, taps your shoulder, and you focus, then it becomes a little harder. But then I usually try to do whatever problem I'm solving in a way that's interesting to me. Like I use a math formula that I understand. Or I try to envision the characters in a problem or an essay in a way that appeals to me. And then I imagine the story in my head.
0: Emmy, thank you so much. You're so great. I hope you never stop creating stuff because I'm super inspired by you.
3: Don't worry, I won't. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Emmy. Thanks, Hurry. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for Story Pirates Roll Call. Next up, in the category of stories that make a huge deal out of normal everyday things, we have one from Rosaria, an eight-year-old from New Jersey, called My Pen Ran Out of Ink! And it's about a girl who is extremely upset about her pen running out of ink. There's a story everywhere, people! Thanks, Rosaria! Next up, a 13-year-old in Virginia named Jackson sent us a story called The Abstract Tornado and the Metaphor Thunderstorm, which includes probably the greatest collection of metaphors and abstract idioms any story has ever had. We've got raining cats and dogs here. We've got brainstorms. We've got things costing an arm and a leg. We even have someone who is heartfelt getting hit in the face with a heart made of felt. Incredible story, Jackson. Thanks for sending it in. We got a story from four-year-old Towns from Canada called Caterpillar in an Obstacle Course. And if you know me, you know I like opening lines to stories, and this story has a great one. Ahem. A long, long time ago, there was a slight chill in the air. Incredible. Way to set the scene, Towns. And last, but certainly not least, we have a story from Josie and Annabelle in Oklahoma called The Marshmallow Business. And Josie and Annabelle's story features the most unlikely celebrity cameo of the week. And to find out who the celebrity cameo is, just read their entire story. To read all of today's Roll Call stories, head to storypirates.com podcast. That was Roll Call. now it's time for you to write us a story, and if you don't know what to write, here's a story spark from Joseph, the author of Fainting.
3: Kids, write a story about people going to NASA. What is their special mission at NASA? Do they get to go to space? And if so, how do they feel about that?
0: That's it for today's episode. Thanks for listening, and a big thanks to today's authors, Joseph and Emmy. Grown ups can submit kids' stories and story sparks at storypirates.com. And remember, every single story we receive gets some love, some story love. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, stay creative and stay kind. Bye! Bye! The Story Pirates Podcast is a production of Story Pirates Studios. Executive produced by Lee Overtree and Benjamin Salka. This episode was produced by Sam Baer, Mike Cavallon, McKenna Cox, Minzwi Karami, Mahaila Lawrence, Peter McNerney, Andrew Miller, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Rachel Manitsky, and Nimini Ware. Our theme song was written by Bobby Lord and produced by Brendan O'Grady. Roll Call Theme by Andrew Barbados. Musical scoring by Jack Mitchell. Our head writer is Minzwi Karami. Staff writers are Mike Cavallon, Mahela Lawrence, and Alexis Simpson. And contributing writers are Peter McNerney, Megan O'Neill, and Lee Overtree. Special guest, Jessica Lowe. This episode features performances by Eric Austin, Greg Barnett, Nick Canales, Ryan Chittapong, Carly Shiraki, Sasha Diamond, Angela Gia Rotana, Dahlia Glick, Jasmine Malave, Anna Marr, Peter McNerney, Joshua Nasser, Megan O'Neill, Lee Overtree, Keith Rubin, Mark Vigent, Rachel Winitsky, and Nimini Ware. The Singing Sync Song was written by Megan O'Neill and Eric Erson and produced by Eric Erson. Okay, so I know that first story in today's episode was pretty special because of all the talking furniture, but you might be surprised to learn that someone else has talking furniture, too. Can you guess who it is? Well, it's me. Are you shocked? Oh, you don't believe me, do you? Well, take, for instance, right here, my talking chair. Hello, chair. Hello, Lou. How are you doing today, chair? I love being a chair. See? Oh, and right over here, my talking fingernail clippers. Greetings fingernail clippers. Hello! Lee. What are you up to today? We love to clip your fingernails. See? <laughs> Even my fingernail clippers can talk. <laughs> oh, you're still skeptical. Then observe this, my talking
2: rug.
5: Hello, Lee. Ah!
0: It's It's actually talking. Uh, hey, rug. Why
3: do you step on my face?
0: Um cuz you're a rug <laughs> I'm just playing with you <laughs> um okay